when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. All righty. Thank you so much for those of you who are now populating into the room to be a part of this panel discussion with our current H2H crew members. Um, a, a huge thanks to our H2H crew members for taking time out of their day to uh, hang out with me and talk about the H2H playground and how it has affected their lives. If you did get the email and you are here and it said there was going to be three people I was talking to, surprise, there's mm -hmm. going to be six people I'm talking to um, because so many people wanted to talk to you about the H2H experience. Yay, June Hong is here too, one of our um, one of our coaches. So thanks for being here. If you would, tell us where you are listening from in the chat. We would love to uh, hear that. If you are new to us, my name is Sari Delamont. I am I am everything. No, I am the leader of this crew, the H2H crew, uh, and we play in the playground and we have gotten so many great results, which I know is one of the reasons you may be here listening because you're considering joining the playground or if you're listening to this on the replay, but the results that you're going to hear about today are not all going to be trial results. You're going to hear a lot of results in terms of life changes. And if you listen to my podcast, you know that we are really big on changing the world. Yes, I believe all of the people here on this call are a huge part of that and the crew as well, but also changing our lives individually because it's not just about being the best trialer you can be, but it's about being healthy and happy. And that's what we're here to talk about. So again, thank you to those of you who are watching and thank you to the panelists that are here today. All of you are H2H crew members, thank you for being here. And Jody is one of our H2H coaches. She did not start out as a coach, um, but she is uh, started out as a member, one of our founding members, and then became a coach. And so we're going to start by asking the group to tell me how did you come to H2H? Uh, you know what, and what's been your experience in the playground? Let's start generally. I'll start with. Um, with you, Adam, what brought you to H2H and, and what's been your experience in the, in the playground? Um, well, I came to H2H because two uh, really outstanding trial lawyers who I respect had mentioned you and your book, and that led me to your book and then eventually to the playground. So I guess it was been a few years ago, uh, Lloyd Bell, who's an inner circle member and yeah. one of the top uh, medical malpractice lawyers in the state of Georgia, if not the country, had mentioned your book. And I was like, oh, I need to read that. Uh, you know, I respect uh, Lloyd's opinion when it comes to anything to do with trial. Uh, but as, you know, we all do, you know, we have so many other things and, and I never got around to buying it. And then it was probably a year later and uh, Adam Malone, who's one of the top trial med mal lawyers in Georgia, mentioned you in your book. I said, all right, that's it. I need to go read the book. And I think I bought it. <laughs> Uh, it got delivered to my house right when I was getting ready to leave on a vacation to Turks and Caicos and, you know, started reading on the plane. I was reading on the beach and, you know, marking it up and taking notes. And pretty soon after I got back from vacation, I started, you know, went on the website and found out about the playground and joined. Yeah. 
So that was and what's been your experience so far? I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a oh. common one, starting with the with the book, and then Adam actually has, is a Kruby as well. He's not here today, but get, glad to hear that name thrown out. But tell us what your experience has been in the in the playground. Um, well, learning how you you know have you taught uh, your techniques for everything from voir dire to opening. You know, certainly trying to incorporate that. And then, as you mentioned in the opening uh, to this session here, it's you know kind of beyond that a little bit of the mindset. And it's been for me. I don't know if it's been anything brand new in regard to my mindset, but it it already it reinforces what I already believe and have tried to live by. Uh, but it's nice to surround yourself with other people who uh, have that same mindset uh, regarding, uh, you know, what's important, you know, and all the victories aren't always, you know, in the courtroom. And, you know, I can control what I can control. And then at some point I turn it over to the jury, uh, you know. And, um, yeah, so it, it's been very positive for me to be part of a community that has the similar values. Yeah, the community aspect is really huge. I'm going to switch over to Coach Jody because, Jody, you had a, a, a saying that we've been using quite a bit about the community here. And what is that saying? Come for the skills and stay for the mindset. Yeah, and the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Talk to, to me a little bit about your journey here. Um, okay, I'll try to be brief, but I mean, I met Sari at a take back the courtroom in Miami probably 15 years ago. And so our worlds orbited a little bit um, over time, but, you know, I was building a busy practice and raising kids and life gets busy. Um, we reconnected after I did um, an ethos program with Rick Friedman, whom I adore. And um, that was one of those sort of life experiences that cracked me open a little bit more to things that were working in my life and probably things that weren't. Um, I was feeling a little bit like, now what do I do with this new <laughs> insight? Uh, and I think you had launched your uh, podcast at the January of 2020, right when that happened. And so I found your podcast and then the pandemic hit and I kind of went all into uh, the, the magic that is now the crew. Um, so I, I was one of those people that if I was going to, pay for something or go to a CLE, I really wanted it to be, I wanted to have like a KPI from that. Here's the metric. Here's what I'm going to learn. Here's the takeaway. So that's why I would say, well, I came for the skills. I was actually signed up for um, a voir dire studio before the shutdown. It would have been in April of 2020. Um, I didn't know I needed the community. Yeah, mm. that's really, that's really it. I didn't know I needed it until I found it. And then it was mm. like, here are my, here are my people. And even people who are not um, necessarily like-minded or that I would have sought out in a crowd or whatever, it's such an engaging and supporting place to be um, that I find, as, I find myself wanting to be here as often as I can. So you got stuck with me. I became a founder and learned a little bit more about mindset coaching and became a coach and now trial consultant and the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, I, I love that. It, the idea that you didn't know that that's what you needed. Christy, you were uh, nodding your head. What What is resonating with you in terms of what Jody was saying there? Yeah, it was pretty similar um, uh, situation, except uh, John was my first boss and he always had these crazy ideas for things that we could do and learn after we haven't worked <laughs> together in years, but we still keep in touch. He's like, oh, I just found this. I found this. I found that. And then he... Um, he found sorry. And once 
we landed here, I feel like he and I both were like, okay, here's, now we can stop looking. Like this felt like the community we've been searching for and really just, sorry, I mean, I just love your your vibe. I mean, it just, it is me. And um, it really like makes sense to me and you and your coaches, Jody too, like all of you have been so successful at rewiring my brain. Like mm. just, it's been incredible to see, like if John can tell you, if there ever was a person who was overworking and doing too much and couldn't slow down, it was me. But now like I get up to go to work on Saturday and I go through the Starbucks line and I turn around and I go back home. It's like, I hear sorry going like, do you really need to give up your time with your family this weekend? Okay, so it's been, that's been a big part of it too, for me in the mindset, in addition to the wonderful community. Love that. Well, well let's introduce John. So everyone's like, well, who the heck is this John person? So John Hawk is here also from, we have a lot of Georgians on today. John, what, what would you say to what Christy's saying or what the conversation has been going on so far? Well, Christy, one of the best lawyers I've ever worked with. We've had a lot of fun too, you know, just chatting about the cases and the things that we learn here are things that the two of us will talk about. We'll go to lunch and sit down and, and Christy will tell me, well, John, have you taken the opening class? I'm not yet, but I'm mean to, I'm meaning to. <laughs> and, you know, she'll say, and she will tell you like it is. She'll say, well, it would have helped you in that last trial because it was. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And, well, uh, she was live kind of Facebooking one of your trials that, I mean, we were reading, I, everybody in the crew knows this, but in the crew, we were reading it going, this is bad. And then it had this like amazing ending, which is one of the reasons I invited the two of you on to talk about that. We're going to come back to that, but I want to hear from the our other two panelists before we do that. Love the relationship you guys have and love that you're getting together and talking about it. Matthew, you were nodding your head as that was all going on. What's your story? Well, really echoing what I've heard from from Adam and 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 Christy and Jody as well. I mean, I um I got turned on to your stuff from a couple of other Massachusetts people, um, Mike Conley and mm. John Martin. And I'm yeah. pretty close with both of them. And um, you know, they were telling me about you and I kind of like what everyone else said. I picked up the book. I also got really into the podcast because I I go running on a trail near my house and sometimes I listen to music and sometimes I need a podcast and, you know, just did a deep dive into the podcast and, you know, probably have listened to almost all of them by now over the past couple of years. Um, and then, you know, in the crew, again, kind of echoing what other people have said, um, I had tried some other groups and not to denigrate any other group, but it never really clicked with me in the right way. I never, it never exactly resonated with me. And um, kind of like Christy was saying, like the, you know, the, the stuff that you were talking about, um, and that you do talk about did click with me. And I always find myself being like, yeah, that's right. That like, I feel that I agree with that makes sense to me. Um, and the mindset stuff as well, um, for sure, you know, it's been really, really helpful. And the trial that I just had a month ago was extremely helpful. And you and I talked about that a little bit, but um, yeah, and I can't wait to, to have to share that with everybody. I'm so glad that I get to go on your runs with you. I go on runs and walks with so many people. I don't know why I'm not still overweight because I'm like on these people's podcasts. Like, somehow that should come back on me. But before we come back to that, last but not least, Marlo, what's your story, girl? So you you go on car rides with me. So aha, okay, <laughs> see there it is. I'm sitting on my ass in your car. So okay. <laughs> So I kind of found you, I drive a lot back and forth between my two offices and I found the podcast 
And then uh, I heard Jody on another podcast, uh, Trial Lawyer Nation, Mike, Michael Cowan's podcast, which I also love. And I kept hearing this uh, H2H thing. And I was like, well, shoot, I, I guess I have to buy the book and read it. Okay. And, I did. <laughs> and just the, the podcast just really spoke to me. And I really connected with what Jody said about about your world here um, on Mike's on Michael's podcast. And so I eventually just joined and it's been totally transformative for me. I really felt like I was in isolation. Nothing was fun. It was all a slog. Um, I was struggling with my health. I was just overworking myself to death. And over the past couple of years as an H2H crew member, things have just totally turned around for me. So it's been and now you're a, now you're a mastermind client. So we're spending That's nine right. months together, um, yep. you and I. So, um, so I'm going to come back to that as well. But let me ask the the group now because there's people watching here, and many of you have said that you purchased the book and you got into the podcast. So why isn't that enough? Why can't they just stop there? Just get the book from Trial Guides for $135. No, I think it's $145 now. And I'm not seeing a lot of that money. Let me tell you that. But um, and 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 listen to the podcast and that's good why why invest in the playground what's the big deal who wants to talk to me about that i'll go first yeah first of all um i might be slow but i tend to forget things that i learn you know i learn something on monday and i love it and i apply it on tuesday and wednesday and by thursday i forget it so i kind of have to keep being reminded that's number one uh number two you know, I read the book and I take away a lot of lessons uh, from it on my own. I listen, I listen to the podcast as well uh, in the car and, and I take away a lot of lessons from that. But, you know, when the collaboration, you know, with others brings a lot mm. more to it, you know, for me and then getting actually to get up on my feet and practice, you know, uh, I mean, I'm signed up, you know, for Vladir Circle. I have a hot seat, you know, October 11th, I think. Right. So, when I get to actually get up on my feet and practice my void ear and get feedback from you and the other people in the group, you know, that is, you know, it's like, you know, you read the book, you listen to podcasts, but then it's multiplied by a thousand, you know, when you actually put into action with other people. Well, and what one of Adam is talking about, for those of you who are like, what's a hot seat? So in the playground, um, there are hot seats available for events with me, with Jody, um, and the other events are just come ads, but the ones that have the seats mean you get a dedicated time to work with me. And it reminded me, Adam, of something, or, or with Jody, it reminded me of one of my clients who's like, the only reason I like book stuff with you, he was joking, but he's like, because it makes me get ready. Like, so there's something about having, right, that that hot seat too is like, oh, I'm going to do my, my wadir with sorry, or oh, I've got to get part of my opening done. So there is this impetus too, I think, to be like, all right, I, let's get going and let's get practicing on this. What would the rest of you say about why you can't just do with the book and the podcast? Why invest in the playground? Uh, I would just add quickly that uh, the the opportunity to play, which is a word that you use, and and experiment, right? So you you know you can try this or you can try that and see how it goes in a way that's safe and mm. um, that you know you don't want to make that mistake in court. You'd rather make it in in prep. Yes. Um, and, and getting the feedback from you and also the other colleagues being able to post on, in Facebook and get comments, being able to say, hey, who wants to jump on a Zoom so I can practice such and such? You get people to sign up for that. I mean, there's just so much, you know, you don't go to a great steakhouse and just get the appetizer. Right. But I love gotta, that. I mean, you I'm could just get that. Yeah. Yeah. You need you the know. whole steak 
baby. No, and the steak isn't just me. It's like we've got our, our coaches, we've got mindset coaching, we've got all the things. John, you were saying something there. Go ahead, my friend. Sure, thanks. Uh, you know, I think creativity grows. You know, it, so if you take any book that you've read, whether it's on trial practice or whatever, most, very few of us will, you know, close the book, put it on the shelf and say, all right, I've learned everything I need to learn. You know, I'm, I'm done and I'm not going to need to grow anymore. And it's kind of like if I have a friend that lives in, say, across the country in California, I'm all the way in Georgia, I never call or talk to them or interact with them. I'm not as close to that person as I would be if I'm continually, you know, in, you know, interacting with others and the group, which makes my creativity grow. And an example of that is how things, sorry, you're always up in your game, you know, because, you know, like, for instance, like the designed alliance. Well, after I learned that, I learned about the funnel method. You know, and I said, wow, both of those things are empowering jurors, you know, and I'm taking those those mindsets or skills and I'm learning those and they're building into other areas of my trial practice. And if I didn't continue to interact with people in the group, then I would not certainly be able to grow that way. So it's a I, big deal. I, I think that that is that is huge what you're saying. I and mean, we talk a lot about um how learning is, I don't know if I actually talked about this, I, I, I feel like I have, but the learning pyramid, which is, you know, at the top, it's if somebody lectures at you, we're learning, we're retaining about 3%, that's research, right, which is what most CLEs are, right, you're sitting in an audience, passive, and you're just watching somebody talk about something, and it, most of the time, what they're talking about is war stories, right? Here's what I did, and here's how I won big, and, and maybe you can glean some from that. We know if we read, we're at 10% now. 10% of the, everything we read, we probably will internalize. If we're actually able to get up and try it, we're now at like the 50-60% range, and if we teach it, we're now at 90%, which if you look at the H2H playground, we're really doing all of those things in the 50 and 90, right? So you guys are having a chance to practice it, but you're all like Matthew was saying, hey, let's get on Zoom. And now you're able to sit in the other seat and teach it and go, yeah, but I'm not sure if, if we want to do this different or that different. And it's really incorporating all of it so that you are able to master it. We talk about the four keys to mastery here. The playground is you need the training. So you need, you know, the thing that you're learning, you need practice. That's a huge part of the playground. You need feedback on that practice that comes from me and each other. <laughs> and you need the community that's supporting you there. Who wants to speak to how important the practice has been for you and your growth as a trial attorney? I, I can, I can jump in on that a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I tried a case in 2021 that was um, virtual, the entire trial for like weeks on end. Um, and I have to tell you, the fact that I had spent the prior year looking at these little Zoom boxes and figuring out how to use my space and figuring out how to, how to stand and occupy and use my hands and my voice to convey the message that I'm trying to convey, I'm not going to say um, it made me a better advocate, although I know it did. What I'm going to say is it made me comfortable in my own skin. Mm. And that's what makes you a better advocate, right? And so because I had spent so much time 
occupying and uh, this space, I learned how to use my body and my voice and my breathing and my gestures in a more purposeful way that allowed me to slide into uh, the trial kind of more comfortable than I've ever been. And, and I've tried plenty of cases. Um, and then the last trial I did, I would say sort of leveled up even from there because then I had to do it in person, right? Now I actually mm -hmm. had to occupy physical space, which, you know, is different than occupying the box. Um, so I really do attribute my, my comfort and my using my energy for what I needed in terms of my trial skills to the fact that I, I had become muscle memory and I'd had a lot of practice in the crew, um, perfecting those, even though I just said, um, now I can hear it, uh, perfecting <laughs> those, those nonverbal skills and, and use of space and, and all of that. So, uh, huge, 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 huge fan of doing all the things that we're going to be doing in trial as much as we can in other environments. Well, and I think that's, again, what, what Matthew was saying is that, and I say this all the time, we, we want you to fail here, <laughs> not out there. So when you come in here, you can use it as a laboratory and be like, okay, I'm trying this thing. I want to see if this funnel works, or I want to see, you know, if my design is short enough or long enough or all of the things. Um, somebody talk to me about, or talk to actually the people watching or listening later, it, there might be like, oh, but how do you get up in front of all these people? And, and you mentioned the word safe, Matthew, maybe you might want to ping on that. Why is it safe to do that here? Talk to me a little about that, Matthew. I mean, we, we all have to get up in front of people because that's what we do, right? When we go to trial, that's our job to do that. So we better be able to do that. Um, but I, I use the word safe because it's not, it doesn't feel judgmental to me at all. Mm. So if, if we're doing this and someone's trying this um, and, and you might say, no, do it this way or do it that way, but you're, or other people might, you know, chime in with their feedback, but it's, it's all just, it feels like, uh, like a family almost. Like we're just trying to help each other, right? Everyone's just trying mm -hmm. to make each other better. We're making each other better um, learning and, I don't know. It's just the, the, the safe. I, I feel like in some other groups, you know, if you don't do it exactly the way that they want to do it, then you're made to feel like you're not getting it or you're kind of stupid or, or something. And I've never felt that way at all um, with you or with this group in, in any way. You know, it just seems very it's just supportive and collaborative and just trying to um, make each other better. I love that. I love that because we talk about how we're going to love ourselves to better lives. I mean, you'll definitely get big feedback from me, but we do it in a way that is loving. And we also believe that the only true authority and expert on your case is you, not me. I'm not going to have to stand in front of that jury, not your colleagues here. It's your case. So you get to the final say. So I think that's also really, really important here as well. Anyone want to chime in on the practice piece before we move on? Yeah, Adam. Well, this isn't the practice necessarily, but it's just following up on sure. um, you know, safety, right, of the, mm -hmm. of the group. And I don't know if this is anything, sorry, that you even ever think about, but, you know, well, I'll just say it. Uh, some other groups, um, you know, often there's um, other motives, you know, by folks leading the group that, you know, they want to, you know, want you to give them their, your case, you know, and, and this, this here, right? So like Matthew said, everybody here just wants to make each one another better, right? And help one another get better. Nobody here, at least it's not been my experience ever that anybody here is looking for someone else to 
uh, refer their case to them, associate them on the case, or take over the case. It's like, how can I help you uh, be better on your case? And then you could help me be better in my case, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I hear people come in and go, well, I'm thinking of bringing so-and-so in some non-H2A <laughs> and giving them my case. I'm like on there. I'm like, why? Why the fuck would you do that? You've got it. Let's do it. And so there's a big thing of here of really coming and surrounding you and saying, you've got this. You go out there, you get it. Nobody knows better than you. Not Rick Friedman, not Nick Rowley, not Randy McGinn. None of the big ones. You, you're never going to become the attorney I know you can be unless you get out there and you do this. So thank you for that, Adam. I, th I think that's a huge point. Um, let's hear about some of the recent results um, that you have gotten either in trial or in your life in general. Um, I got to start with John and Christy because one of the great things, you do not have to be on Facebook to be in this group. All of our learning, all of our, our portal, it's all password protected on this beautiful portal that our director of programming has created. It's gorgeous. You can search calls by keyword. If you're doing birth injury, just type in birth injury and all the calls we've ever done. So that's back there. And we do have a private Facebook group that a lot of people are posting in and asking questions and doing things. It's just like a bonus of this program. But a lot goes on there. So even if you are not on Facebook, you may want to just get on for that reason because it's so much fun. But I say all that because one day, this is my favorite Facebook post that ever happened. Um, Christy Childers, who's here with us today, started this post talking about this case that she was observing of another H2H member. And as she was writing, we were all just reading this going, oh my God, this is bad. So Christy, can you kind of tell us the bird's eye view you had of John who's sitting next to you there his wadir and uh what happened yeah. and then we'll, we'll talk to John about what that was like yeah something I would suggest all of us do that as we're learning your methods is go and watch each other try to do it and so John was like hey Christy I've got this case and it was in a very conservative jurisdiction here in Georgia and he was like come up and watch me and so I just went as a friend and as a fellow h2h'er to watch him do the method and so um, I was, for myself too, I, sorry, there's a big part of your book that talks about watching the jury and seeing them connect to each other. And so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just practicing. I'm like watching them as they come in and wave to each other. And I'm drawing lines between them and doing all the things there and trying to see who's connecting. And then John gets up and does the part R and it is like a roast. Like the, there is this, <laughs> in fact, one juror in particular and John just seemed like a complete glutton for punishment. And when he said, well, what about a million dollars? Like, she was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, get ready. I mean, yeah. and she just went <laughs> into him. She keeps banging on him. And I'm like, oh, I know that feels bad. I know that feels bad to just sit there and get just totally roasted by this juror. Um, and when it got, was over, she the one that was she the one that said, "Sir, I will never see a million dollars in my entire lifetime." Somebody, another, like, juror. another yeah. juror, yeah, okay, yeah, there they were piling on. Started like piling on. But um, one thing you teach, sorry, is that someone will save you. And gosh, John just had such patience for getting beat on um, that he just waited patiently for someone to save him. And eventually a lady did. And she came in, she said, well, you know, I think 
I think mental suffering is worth more than a medical bill. That was the moment. You could see the jurors start to turn towards her and away from this other juror that had been heckling John. And like, um, you know, at this moment, the group, you could tell, formed. And John sits down and he's a sweater in trial. He's like, you know. <laughs> He's like wiping sweat off of his face and his co-counsel is like, man, you know, we could still dismiss it before the first witness is sworn. <laughs> and I looked at John and I was like, you know, you tell the jury to trust the process. Sorry was here. She'd say, trust the process. I know that didn't feel good, but I think they like you. They're going to make you prove it. And they're going to hold you to a really high standard as they all made perfectly clear for the last, you know, 30 minutes. But I said, I think you've got it, man. I think you need to go forward because I felt, I, I can't really explain it other than I felt like he was going to be okay. Even mm -hmm. though the words coming out and some of the things said were so awful and I know it doesn't feel good is what I told him. I really feel like you're going to be okay and you need to trust the process. Yeah. And I remember you, you were saying in your, in your debrief, you're like, even a non H2H lawyer was there and kind of came up and was like, you guys need to settle this. Like that was terrible. Like not that John was terrible, but like the jurors, they're not having it. This is awful. And so John, what was that like for you going through that process? What was going through your mind? Uh, well, obviously it's really difficult. You don't know how many jurors are going to be that way. And you know, we knew it was a conservative venue and, you know, there's always one, you know, well, not always, but sometimes there's one that just would like the attention to be on herself or himself. And this juror was that way. Um, it was really tough. Christy made it a lot better for me because I trust her judgment. I was really listening to her. She literally helped us strike certain jurors, you know, you know, and the person I'd been asked to help try that case, I'd really gotten involved two weeks before the trial. And then the partner at that firm, it was an actual partner who was saying, let's dismiss it. I knew what, I knew what that meant. That meant we're going to take the $15,000 for each plaintiff and, you know, close our file. And I just knew those ladies had a story that needed to be told. And I think the jury, you know, and with Christie's help, and I really mean it, I'm not just being nice. I did have a mindset of confidence that we had gotten the ones off that needed to get off. So I, I felt terrible during the jury selection, but I understood what I was doing, you know, because of the training. And, but I felt confident after that. And even after the trial, before the jury came back, I said, this is going to be a good verdict. And it, it was a pretty good verdict. And I, I think the, um, you know, but, there were a lot of things I did that the H2H method, you know, two, two really important ones, maybe more that were uh, in that case. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, it was tough, but, and it's so funny, Christy's account of it was like a, a novel. I mean, she's really great at writing. And so I know it was. was. Yeah. So there was two plaintiffs or three. I can't remember. Two. Hey, two. So you were going to, if you had taken that, that advice would have walked away with the $30,000. What was the actual verdict? 1,780,000. On a non-surgical case, but two clients who looked perfect. I mean, their hair was perfectly curled and they looked totally fine. And um, I just, a big part of it was, is just that I need, I need John and others that'll come and support me to do this for me because like I feel like the biggest thing that I gave him 
was when that other lawyer, the partner in his firm was saying like, oh, that went terrible and all that stuff. My biggest role was just being his cheerleader, mm-hmm. being his hype person to be like, you got this man, let's go, let's do it. That was, that was just what you were supposed to do. Like that's, yeah. I was just like a great hype person is all I was for him. And, um, he, and I'm, and I'm sure he'll pay me back and be that for me one day too. I, was, I love that. And so many H2Hers are doing that. I know Marlo came and was watching when Jody was in trial and um, there's other H2Hers are in the same, we're starting to put a, a database now together. So y'all know who's where. And, and I know that, you know, Mike Conley and John Martin have been really instrumental in helping, helping you, Matthew, all in the H2H crew. So I love that story because it just, it was a jury that was saying, there's no way there's no way. And what John was able to do with the mindset training, knowing that he was on the right track with the voir dire, was just be with all of that. So much of what we teach in the H2H playground is mindset. In fact, we have three main components to the H2H um, method, if you will. One is to create compelling content. So yes, we are definitely working on how to create great water questions, how to form your group, how to create a great opening. We have a new closing template that we use. And that's all in these videos that you're going to receive that are right just smack in there and when you get into our, our program. Um, but then we also talk about how to command the courtroom, right? So how do, what do you do with your hands? How do you gesture? How do you get the groups to be looking at each other and talking to each other so you can form the group through your nonverbal communication? And that's one of the things that Jody was talking about. But a big, huge, one of the big three is to claim your freedom. And what we mean by that is if you do not know how to manage your brain as a trial attorney, you are in the wrong profession. Somebody asked me on a podcast a couple months ago, what's your number one advice for trial attorneys? And I said, learn to manage your brain. Because if you can't do that, you are going to be very, very unhappy. Christy here talked about rewiring her brain, not just even around trial stuff, but around just thinking and her saboteur and spending time with her family. John was able to withstand that because he has worked on rewiring his brain. Matthew, you had said in your recent win, and I want to hear about that too, that mindset played a a huge part. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm just going to go off camera for a sec. I'll be right back, but you tell us the story, my friend. Absolutely. And stop me whenever you want, because I I don't want to go on too long. Um, But yeah, I had a employment case. So I, I do PI and employment all plaintiff side, obviously. Um, so I had an employment case about a month ago, race and gender against uh, a local college. And um, I knew it was going to trial. My client did not want to settle sort of one of those rare cases. And when the client really you know, wants the trial, um, her name had been besmirched. And so she had some real motivation to reclaim her name. And this was the way to, to try to do it. But anyway, the the what helped me the most was this was the first real big case that I've tried since getting into H2H. And so what I really tried to do was um, embrace Sari's concept of finding uh, finding your team, finding the jurors who were going to be on my team, as opposed to the old school way of thinking, which is I got to get rid of the bad people. And I, it sounds easy, but it's not. You have to actually really think about it and and really change your mindset. And I, and I did, and I was really, and I felt that I did, and I kind of knew that I was doing it. And I just went into it with that approach. Like, I'm going to, I know I'm on the right side here. I believe that most people want to reach the right result. And therefore, 
most of the people in this room are eventually going to be with me. They might not know it yet. And that is a very different mindset from, from finding the bad people. Because finding the good people, you will also find the bad people That's in, right. in doing, right? But it's not the mindset. It's not the way you're approaching it. And I felt, I felt it affecting the way that I spoke, the way that I carried myself, the way that I tried to connect with the people, um, whether that be eye contact, whether that was a little smile, whatever, whatever it was, I just felt like, most of you are going to be with me here and kind of like John, like you might not know yet, but I'm going to, you're going to eventually realize that I'm going to show you the way. Um, and it really was very liberating. It felt freeing to be able to do that. Embracing another concept, which is surrendering at the end to them and knowing that you did your absolute best. You did everything you could. You put on a good case. You're a good lawyer. But whatever happens is going to happen, right? And so, kind of combining the the mindset of finding the finding your team, and eventually being willing to surrender and and relinquish control, I was able to put that together, and um, it felt good, and I think it worked. Well, and obviously it worked. What was the result there? Uh, Two point four six million dollar, uh, with about half being punitive damages. Nicely done. Nicely done. Love that. I'm going to go to Jody because I know in your recent case, lots of times we talk about things like the designed alliance, which is really giving power back to the jury and our funnel method, which is getting the jury to give us the principles in the case. Um, people will say, can you really do this in trial? Is this something that a judge is going to allow? And I always say 99% of the time, yes, I've only have, I can count on a handful of times that it has not been allowed or, or you've been beaten back into a corner by defense counsel, which is a whole other topic altogether. But on this hand, I can count Jody Moore because it happened to her and that uh, actually ended up in an eight figure, no, yeah, eight figure settlement, which was fantastic. But Jody, how did you manage your mind around that? Yeah, so <laughs> that's a lot of it's a lot of process. But um, I I had a case where I was doing voir dire. I was using a lot of the uh, well, I was using exclusively the H two H method. Um, I was probably about halfway through, I would say, before um, I got uh, alerted by the court that I should change my approach. <laughs> um, so that. Uh, Normally, I would say I was called back into chambers and there was a whole discussion off the record and I would have probably crumpled into a million pieces uh, pre H2H to to have some of the things uh, discussed that were discussed, but I didn't I, I knew like sorry said, you know, my job was to manage my brain and I had to put a smile on and turn around and walk back out into the courtroom and continue my voir dire, um, which I did and was able to do because I had a couple of things going for me. One was um, I knew I was on the side of the right and that I wasn't doing anything wrong, regardless of what I was being told to change. Amen. Amen. Um, so I was really grounded. I was really grounded in that. I mean, the sound loop in my head was like, you're not doing anything wrong, you know. Um, the other thing was I felt fairly confident by then. I thought the design alliance worked really well in that trial, and I felt really confident by then that the jury was um, formed, the group was formed, and that they were sort of rallied around the principles that we were discussing. And, you know, by then I had enough sort of sound bites, if you will, of what people had already told me that I could come up and say, tell me more, 
what you 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 had you heard juror so and so say this. What about that? And so the words coming out of my mouth were very few after that event, um, but still effective. So um, I'm really grateful that I was able to stay grounded in that uh, whirlwind. And and that's what trials are about. You don't know what the the defense wasn't even objecting. It was the judge. The judge was like, mm, I don't like it. So um, well. And and what's what's so interesting too, and I've been saying this recently, is that well, maybe it was just some podcasts. Y'all haven't heard it yet, but I've been saying it. Um, is you know, Vaudier is so scary because we don't know what the jurors are going to say. You know what the jurors are going to say. Come on, your whole like fear-based reactions as trial lawyers is based on what you've heard jurors saying. This is why so much of what the H two H method is about is getting your mindset right to the point that out of the, all of the things that we offer every month, two of them are mindset related with our, with our coach, Coach K. And he will take you through. And I, when we first started the, the, mem the not membership, we first started the, the, the playground, it was, will people really talk about like what they're really struggling with um, in, in terms of mindset with each other? And oh my God, yeah, you will. And it's been amazing to see. And I think what the big thing is, so many of you are like, have told me privately, I'm so surprised that I'm not alone, that I'm not the only one that has felt this way or feels isolated or any of the things. Marlo, I know mindset has been a huge thing for you that you've gotten out of the H2H crew. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I, I happen to be there for the what Jody's talking about. And I, I have a bit of a tendency to do what she's talking about is shut down, you know, the judges, the judge is upset. What have I done wrong? <laughs> and to be there to watch that situation, because truly when she got to that point, she had enough from the jurors that she could have just sat down. She was done. Um, and to, so both through my mindset coaching with Jody and also just showing up for calls and mindset trainings and from my work with you, sorry, I've really learned to, um, to not uh, place my my self-worth, my self-value on things like numbers, money, uh, what the judge says. I think that there's so much truth in what we do isn't about, um, isn't as we love to talk about our results, but what we do isn't about the money, right? We're trying to, we're here to change the world. And um, I think that really just being able to ground down in that reality and that truth of mine and not having it questioned, because I think so much in our profession is, Oh, what are you talking about? You know, what changes the world? We're here for the money, right? Um, but that's that's not the truth, I think. And and to have other like-minded attorneys um is, has been transformative for my mindset. So well, and I think too, you know, where it's like the jurors only talk think this is just about money, which is what you just said, because we make it all about the money, right? That's all we talk about is the money. I know June Coach June is here in in the audience and he was talking in a video in the From Hostage Hero Facebook group where he did this great exclusionary wadir, knocked off all the you know, the cause challenges are like the big notches on your belt, right? Oh, I got 37 people off for cause. And then my question is always, and then what? what who are you left with oh that doesn't matter i got 37 people off for cause though that's the cool thing right and so he was doing this great exclusionary voir dire and the other side came up to him very nice elderly gentleman on defense counsel said good job and he's like and before he could even start he's like telling the jury that this is about money that brain injuries aren't actually real or whatever i can't remember what the case was but because that's what we focus all our time on in most voir dires is can you give money do you believe brain injuries are real or whatever, right? Pre-existing condition, right? And what we're telling the jury is that's what this case is about. 
when the H2H method is standing on principles and what this is really about and that you're on the side of the right, as Jody has said, what would this group say to people watching today? We haven't lost a single person. So y'all are just on fire. They're loving what your guys are saying. What would you say to people watching today or people watching later when we, when we do the replay about the investment, right? Like I know several of you here are grandfathered in and are not paying as much as these people would be paying, but what would you say in terms of the money? I know you guys spend things, spend money on focus groups and consultants and all the things. Why should these people spend money on H2H Playground? Who wants to talk to me about that? I want to make an inquiry, which is mm -hmm. how much are you willing to pay for your life to look totally different a year from now? How much are you willing to pay to be more present, to feel more joy, to have more fulfillment, to have a group of people that have your back, to take more risk in your practice, to be creative and fun? I mean, how much are you willing to pay for that? That's, that's my inquiry for you. I love that inquiry. And it reminds me of an email I got from Marlo just a couple of weeks ago where she said, I am a completely different person than yeah. from when I started. I think so much of what we pay for in this profession is, you know, a one-off or two-hour seminar about how you're doing it all wrong, or here's the formula, <laughs> right? Instead of that, this is like a wraparound community, um, a whole nother sort of way of looking at it and a support system. And just as a testimonial, I mean, I'm an H2H crew member. I coach with Jody. Uh, I did coach with Jody. You know, I've done trial consulting. I've done trial lab, and now I'm a uh, a mastermind client. So I mean, I've done all the things you can do and I haven't regretted a dollar uh, that I've spent on H2H. So not only do you talk about hair for men, you are also a client or whatever that commercial was way back <laughs> when. <laughs> what about the time commitment? So time or money, this is the two big things that, that people are going to say, well, I don't have the time and I don't have the money. What do y'all say to that? Well, Buddy, you should ask. You want, you want, you want, you okay. Uh, because John Halt, who's on this call, actually said that to me still. And I'm like, John, it's five minute modules. Log on and do the opening statement lab already. <laughs> like, you know, but he, he does, he gets on when he can and he contributes when he can. And then he has people like me to say, it's just five minutes, but it really, the way that you have it broken down, sorry, is very doable. I own my own law firm. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm all of these things. I also help run other organizations and I still uh, have time and love the time that I spend in the H2H group. Yeah. Because it, time is what you decide you're going to spend it on. Yeah. Adam. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the time investment is the more important investment than the money. I mean, not that the money matters, but, you know, my time is more valuable to me. Um, mm -hmm. And so the question is, you know, what kind of return on investment am I getting? And, you know, the return on investment definitely makes it worthwhile. And I, you know, for me, I'm just speaking personally here. I mean, I, I'm just scratching the surface uh, as far as taking advantage of all the uh, benefits that are available, you know, for the, whatever I pay a month, you know, uh, you know, I could get so much more out of it if I would invest more time, but, you know, when I spend, uh, you know, a couple hours, um, or hour and a half, whatever it is, you know, let's say in a voir dire, even if I don't have the hot seat, I'm just, you know, helping others who have the hot seat. 
that makes my preparation for my next trial that much easier and you know, faster. You know, you know, every minute I spend here probably, you know, saves me, you know, 10 minutes, you know, when I'm working by myself on a case, if that makes sense. Um, That's great. Yeah, so great it, point. It, it, yeah. And yeah. Then, and, and, and then of course, <clears throat> results speak for themselves. Yeah. Marlo, I'll come to you in just a minute, Matthew. I'll just add two things real quick. One on the money. I mean, it, it, this past case I, I had is a great example. You know, I, I really don't think I would have gotten as big a verdict without without this. And so that's one case, right? And that dwarfs the uh, investment that, I mean, it's not even comparable. So that would be my biggest thing. It's like, it's one case. And what about the second one, the third one, the fourth one, and the many cases we're going to have the rest of our careers. And on the time, you know, like any good endeavor, you, you get out of it what you put into it. So, I mean, I, I kind of like it because there's not really any requirements, right? You can sort of do as much or as little as you want. And obviously there's people that do more. I, I wish I did more and I want to do more. Sometimes you can't. So you can kind of, you kind of do what you can do. And no one's, again, no one's going to criticize you or, or, or get mad or, you know, it's really up to you how much you want to put into it. But the I more mean, you I get put mad, in, but you, put, you know, you get <laughs> Well, I will probably be really excited if I haven't seen you for a while. And you show, like if John shows up, I might like, you know, have confetti and stuff. But yes, Marlo, you were saying. I was just going <clears> to <throat> say on the time that out of the years that I've been doing this and all the calls that I've joined and meetings that I've joined, I've never left one not feeling like my preparation in a case jumped forward. Whether I had a hot mm. seat or whether it was a case workshop and I was listening to someone else work out a problem, there's always something that applies to one of my cases that I feel like I made a leap forward in preparation that was completely worth the investment of time, no matter what the event is. So. I love that. I For people who are listening and they're like, well, what, this sounds like a lot of events. It is. So we have eight live events a month. You don't have to go to any of them, they are available to you <laughs> should you want to do that. But we have me at the beginning of every month with a monthly training. For example, this month's training, which is next or no, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. So if y'all want to get in, you need to get in now. You have access to that right now. It's called eight steps to the eight figure verdict. I'm going to take for the first time ever and pull aside the curtain of what I teach all my mastermind clients like Marlo here and show you what they're working on to either have achieved their eight-figure verdict or to get another one. So there's something like that at the beginning of every month. Then you have case workshop with Jody here, where you, if you get a hot seat, you can come and just say, I need help. What are my principles here? Or how should I frame this? Or what is my theme? And she's gonna help you with that. We have opening statement learning lab. We have Wadir statement or Wadir learning lab. Those are with our other coaches, coach June and coach Sidia. We've got two mindset calls. We've got Wadir circle where you can practice your Wadir with me. We've got um, opening state, what well, we call it presentation skills, where you can practice your opening or cl closing with me. Now you might be like, I can't go to eight things a month. No one can go to eight things a month. I don't know that there's anyone in the crew that's ever done all eight things in a single month. Everything is recorded. And lots of people, we have a whole calendar back there that none of y'all use. Most of you, come on, own this. <laughs> you get the email 15 minutes before and you're like, oh shit, I can do that. And then they log in. So it could be the same for you. I love what Marlo said. It's kind of like when she's talking, I'm thinking it's like a charging station of sorts. It's like you're in the middle of your day, up an email pops up that says, 
you know, H2H learning lab is starting now. And you're like, I just, I just need to get in on that. And just, if nothing else, just get like a little taste, a little hit of H2H because you leave feeling better too. It's not just you've learned stuff. You have people piling on, or you can just stay in the background if you want, not interact with anybody, but it is a great place. That's a continual reminder to you to stay connected, to stay with what matters to you, to learn a new skill, whatever it may be. Let me ask the group now with that, what is your favorite part of being in the H2H crew and or the H2H playground in terms of the events? I love Case Workshop. I'll say that. I think we should have one every week. I love them. Um, it's just a chance for everyone to show up. You don't have to, there's not preparation, but everyone just shows up and we just like work on cases together. And it's amazing. I think what you're talking about is Case Roundtable, Round which is table. where it's you're facilitated right. by Jody, which is every other month. Yep. And then we have Case Workshop where four people get dedicated time. I love the Case Round Roundtable too. Very fun. Who else? What do you love about the crew? Uh, uh I'll go. Um, I had a, this is something that, um, you know, I hadn't thought of. I think Christy gave me the idea, but I had a video of a collision, a dash cam, a tractor trailer. And I was like, okay, it's really bothering me. Who can I workshop that or, or send this around like a informal focus group to give me thoughts about how I should view this. And I did, and I got like 15 responses and several of them really were things that I didn't think about. And a couple of them were like, yeah, that's what I thought too. So I feel better about that. And then one or two, well, oh, I better think this through a little more. So it's like <laughs> a built-in little focus group of people who um, just, what do you think when you see this video? And it was great. I mean, yeah. where could I get that? Where else could I get it? And to, Yeah, to or Christy's to, Damages House. She posted yeah. it in the Facebook group. Yep. Great stuff. To go back to why it's worth it, I would just like to add this, is that if you think about the five clients you love the most and you think about how important is it for me to be better for them, you know, those mm. people who are relying on me for so much, you know, to do well, and don't I, don't I owe it to them to, to put a little skin in the game and really just try to be the best lawyer I can be. And so I think that makes me not mind writing the check, you know, for get, becoming a better lawyer and a better person. Cause you can't be a better lawyer unless you're improving as a person. I just believe that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so true. So you guys will spend money on so many other things, experts, um, focus groups, consultants, but you rarely spend money on yourself and you are though, when you get in trial, it's all about you. It's about how you show up. It's about how you connect. It's about how vulnerable you're willing to get. And that's what the H2H crew is, is going to hold you up and be your, your support for the, the very work that the experts aren't going to do. The focus groups aren't going to do. You have to do it. Thank you for that. Who else? What's your favorite thing about the crew? That's a little bit of a dovetail, sorry, into the um, mindset office hours. And mm. I, I actually, I'll confess, I haven't been to one in a while. My apologies to Coach K because he's masterful. But I will say in early on, I was kind of a fly on the wall watching those because it, it's like, who am I going to talk about my biggest fears to these strangers in the Zoom room? Um, but I think that's where people learn that it's a safe place to open up. Because mm -hmm. when somebody does share something that they're struggling with, whether it was some nasty call from defense attorney or someone in their firm, you know, not supporting what they're trying to do or 
a verdict issue that's you know not going their way, whatever it is, there was so much um, support and like, yeah, me too. Like that idea, mm. yeah, me too. And I think we all, you know, Marlo mentioned it earlier, like the idea of being in isolation. I think that we all sort of toil away at our practices and we think these things that are causing us uh, to struggle, we're the only ones. I'm struggling with this and I'm the only one. And it's been universally true, the folks that come into the um, community, that, are, that somebody else goes, yeah, me too. And, and to be able to share that and to see growth um, over time has been really, really incredible. So I, I just think that that's a powerful place to be. I know that Coach K comes out of those calls and he's just lit up working with y'all. It's just so much fun to do that. Who else? What's your favorite part? I like the 90 minute write your opening in 90 minutes, whatever that is. Um, the, and the now opening statement learning lab. Yeah. Like you guys are going to like, we all spend like days writing our opening and then it's just like so long and it's so just not to the point. And what I love is the time saving aspect of it because, um, you know, it makes you say, I mean, they're like, okay, five minutes. So yeah, sorry, you know, get out, get it down. <laughs> and then, and it really forces you to not overfill your opening with all of this stuff that's going to put the jury to sleep. So that has been a game changer for me. Guess what? One of my eight steps are that I'm teaching on tomorrow. Very related okay. to that. How about Adam or uh, Matthew or Marlo? What's your favorite? Um, it's hard to choose. Um one but i think for me at least right today my answer is uh you know the the voidia circle or the uh, presentation lab because i watching other people not necessarily when i'm doing anything but just watching others i learn from everyone else right and 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 just so people who aren't a member or are not members of the playground just so they know you know people don't get up and do their entire idea or their entire opening you do a part of it and so I might see different people in different times do the same part of a voir dire, right? But I see them do it in their voice and kind of with their personality and, you know, and seeing different people do it a little bit differently, even though we're all sort of following your method, um, I pick up different things. And sometimes, you know, it's the things I pick up that I want to do. Sometimes it's something I say, okay, gee, you know, that didn't really work for that person. I'm going to make sure I don't do that either, you know. Uh, but either way, just watching others is one of the, you know, uh, you know, great ways for me to learn. And then, of course, I get up and do it myself. But um, seeing this diverse group of people uh, work together. It's the community is, I just think it's one of the best communities on the face of the earth, frankly. I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, I did launch my podcast in January, 2020, and then COVID hit and Chrissy, our director of programming was like, we, she's been talking to me about doing an online thing for years. And I was like, how can I do what I do online? And then I was like, well, I guess I better figure it out. So we um, launched the crew with 63 founding members in July, 2020. And then December, 2020, I was uh, diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. A few months later, I also found out I had thyroid cancer. And I tell you, this crew carried me. I mean, they were one of the huge reasons why I'm now Ned, no evidence of disease and got through, I, I taught throughout chemo without hair. They saw all the wigs, they did all the things. And somehow that created this just core group that we've, of course, added to many of you here are not founders, but have just seamlessly come into the crew. It is such a caring, loving group. And I know that y'all need it as trial attorneys. 
I don't know. There's not a single person here. That's like, I can do this by myself. You don't have to do it by yourself. That's what we're, that's what the playground is about. Matthew or Marlo. Um, I mean, I think I've already, I've already said it, but I guess for me would be, would be that mindset. Um, just the, the way, uh, thinking in a different way. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've already spoken about it, but yeah, I think for, for me that, that that's what it is. It's just, and it's hard as we're all, as you get older, it's, it's harder to change your ways. It's harder to change, to retrain your brain. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun, right. After, after this many years to, yeah. to do it, to do something different and it does feel invigorating. Um, so uh, that's what I would say. Right. And I, I would, I would play off of what you were just talking about, sorry, which is the community, you know, like even, even if I'm not in the playground, I have friends from H2H that I text and call and associate in cases on cases. And it's just the, it's not just this world. And on Facebook, it's also in the real world now where I go Love to that. Jody's trial in LA and just making connections. Yeah. We are um, revamping some things in the crew so that we will have um, teams this January. So that'll be kind of cool. And we might have some competitions and things. Um, we're always, if you sign up, you're gonna get a fun box in the mail with some cool things in it. Um, if you have questions, this would be a great time to load that up. Those of you who are watching <clears throat> again, we are only open until 5 PM on Thursday. We've only got a um, couple days here left to get in the crew. We do not open again until January. So this is your last time to get in the crew if you uh, would like to to join us, don't you want me in your corner? Nobody said anything about me being in the favorite part. Okay, um, Adam kind of did because he mentioned the two things that I'm a part of. But um, I'm in your corner. I mean, I'm in your corner anyway. You know that. But you get FaceTime with me, and I think I'm the biggest cheerleader of all. I got a big whole crush on plaintiff attorneys. By the way, um, I think Matthew said something that pinged me thinking, if you're wondering, well, aren't there defense attorneys? No, we only take civil plaintiff and we only take criminal defense attorneys. We don't do any of de civil defense. They aren't even allowed to, to go to my free stuff, right? We were vetting all of that. Not that we can keep all of that under their hands, um, but it's, it's really a plaintiff friendly place for you to learn and grow as a trial attorney. And we hope you join us at sorryswears.com forward slash P-L-A-Y. We play in there. We don't tear you down. We don't make you feel bad if you've made a mistake. We are your number one place to just plug in and have some fun in terms of trials. Well, I don't see any questions. I hope to see many of you in the crew. Again, you only have about 48 hours or so to join. Um, thank you to the crew members who are here on screen. Thank you to the crew members who are here watching um, and just wanted to come and hang out. That's what they do. They just want to come out and hang out. They know all this and they just want to like be with other crew members. That's what's so great about this. You can go to sorryswears.com forward slash play and enroll. We've got, uh, I think one month free is part of the deal this time. Um, Siri, I'm not talking to you, so you don't need to know anything. Thank you again to everybody who's here. Hope to see you in the crew. Thanks, you guys, here on screen. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. H2H Playground is officially open, but only until October 5th. This is where you become the lawyer you dream of being. Access to H2H Playground includes live monthly training with me and our amazing team of coaches. Plus, you'll get your mindset right and have countless opportunities to practice your skills in a safe environment before trying them on a real jury. 
plus the H2H Fundamentals Masterclass, where I teach my proven method for Wadir opening and closing step-by-step. Go to sorryswears.com forward slash play, sorryswears.com forward slash P-L-A-Y to get all the deets and enroll before the launch bonuses expire. This is the only online working group where you can learn and practice the trial skills that will help you become the attorney you were born to be. Will you join us?